Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let Me Finish. I'm your host, Daniel, joined, as always, by Kevin. Hi, everyone. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about, well, we're going to start with a little life update. Uh, so, last time we talked, what, a week ago? <laughs> Coronavirus had kind of been cooling off a little bit. Now it seems like it's really cooled off, actually. I was looking at uh, Governor Cuomo. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> Governor, Governor Cuomo? <laughs> What? <laughs> Governor Cuomo? <laughs> Cuomo. Oh, yeah. At the hiccups right now. Yeah, I know. Okay. That's my life update. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was looking at Governor Cuomo's Twitter, and uh, he said that yesterday, or ye- yesterday, there was um, New York <laughs> COVID tests. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> Okay. I swallowed wrong earlier or something, and uh, now <laughs> I just have. <laughs> uh, what did Governor Cuomo say? I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that based on uh, New York testing, New York uh, COVID testing, cases are down to about one percent. Mm. So that's good. That is good. That seems pretty low. That's quite low. Like, the lower you could go is like zero. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, zero I'm, is less than one. Basic I'm, mathematics here. true. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are, they, are they open or something? Is that what's going on? I actually don't even know what's going on with uh, New York. I know that things are honestly pretty much back to open here in California. How are things in Seattle? Yeah, things opened up like yesterday. It was crazy. Uh, we I was just driving, and I heard that they were opening to like, they call it phase 1.5, but it's just phase 2, just not legally. Uh, so we were driving, and I looked out the yeah. window, and I saw like an ice cream parlor kind of place, and they were like serving ice cream. I was like, hey, what's going on there? And then I saw a barbershop that was open. And this uh, restaurant that my mom likes was open. And, and I started seeing all these open signs. And we started counting the open signs as we were driving. Everything was, like, open. And the rule is you can have, like, outdoor seating, half capacity, indoor seating, like, a quarter capacity for restaurant. But, um, but like, we went to some places. They didn't really follow it. They just did, like, half capacity indoors and outdoors. Because <laughs> you can't survive on, like, one table in your restaurant being open. It's, <laughs> it's not going to be, yeah, it's not going to, you're going to make back what you spend you won't, being yeah. open. You have like five people waiting on one person. <laughs> There's just one guy taking a really long time just <laughs> cutting his food into small bites. Yeah. But I mean, it was good to see. It was good to see. There was like, so I ran into some, like, I was on the, there was like a community Facebook group for like my neighborhood. And I looked at that and like, there was someone complaining. I didn't respond to them, but someone posted and they were complaining saying like, oh, look at these restaurants in Ballard. Uh, like there's too many people <laughs> at these restaurants. They're doing too many seats are open. If I count it, it's not 25%. And it's like, okay, dude. Okay. And then they're like, and not everyone's wearing masks. This neighborhood needs to do better. And I was like, I was like, I, so I replied and I was like, hey, I mean, like, you know, it's just a matter of time till we go back to normal, right? Like normal yeah. isn't staying home that's that's just the thing we were doing for a while normal is where we're gonna go like if, so i said look I think, if, 
People are really over the coronavirus, too. Yeah, I mean, people... The restrictions and stuff. Yeah, I think people got stretched a little past what they wanted to do. I just I, I just said, like, look, like if you have medical capacity, the whole point is open up slowly, see where things go, and kind of crank down if it, if it goes too fast, or crank up if it's, you know, it's going fine. This idea of, like, as soon as they open a little bit, and people are like, how dare are these places open? It's like, guys, this is the idea. We're supposed yeah, to be doing... this is how it's doing. supposed to be. They're, like, clinging to this, like, stay home thing and all their hashtags. It's like, dude, like, let it go. I don't know, dude. It's, I mean, yeah, it's... I don't know, dude. It's weird. I don't know why, though. Like, why Why are they so obsessed with... It's so strange. That stuff. I was gonna... T- I, I didn't, I didn't want to make things worse, because the person's not a bad person. They're just, like... Compl- they're being you know a little like one of those people who like rules a lot i won't say the name but um <laughs> they're they're like they're you, you know say the slur i won't say the slur <laughs> but <laughs> i'll spare it they're, they're they're i'm sure they're looking out for people but at the same time i was like i was like look like i i looked at their like there's you can see like their bio kind of on the inf- on the group and they like work for a tech company and they they definitely work for from home and stuff and i, I was like look mm. i mean i'm just not surprised that it's the people whose income isn't affected at all who, who are just oh like, yeah who are like looking around saying like how dare these people do all these things it's like because it's so cheap for you to stay at home i've been saving money from staying at home you know like yeah dude. i just work Me from too, home man like I don't have to drive like two hours into the east side anymore or whatever every day, and two hours back. Like it's it's like just seeing that just kind of pissed me off. It's like it's these people who like for them it's it's just it's just a nothing burger to stay home, and they're gonna be the ones who are saying like how dare this you know popsicle store set up a picnic tables outside? It should have one picnic table instead of two. And it's like yeah, it's like come on, guy. <laughs> like you know. Well, that's like my sister is a. Uh hair salon uh yeah she's um yeah cosmetologist hair i'm not sure whatever hair stylist but yeah she's just like Good i intro. mean she, she she she's not working around she's not making any money right now you know she she uh and even like um it was took her like a bunch of like she had to go through like a whole process to get unemployment and she's just like, yeah, she's like, I want, I just want it to reopen so I can work. I just yeah. want to be able to work and make money. You know, I yeah. don't really care about that stuff. Yeah, it really shouldn't be political. It should just be more like income. I feel like people keep trying to make it like a political thing. And it's like, that's not true. I mean, it's, it's an income thing. It's people with money don't yeah. care. People don't have a lot of money or aren't ready for this or their job doesn't convert to online. They're going to be much more upset you know yeah it's not about who they vote for it's about like can they cut hair online you know <laughs> yeah i don't know i wish people were more compassionate about that than just being like uh, if you don't wear a face mask you're trying to kill people it's like come on like seriously you know <laughs> that's what's weird though too is that it's like i don't know there's some places that just aren't even like like dude uh, was it Las Vegas, dude? You see the videos oh. of like Las Vegas reopening, and there's I just, haven't seen, but I heard they're casinos are time. packed. No way, they're just packed, and yeah. like no one's wearing a mask or anything. At least from the from a video I saw. Oh, that's I don't crazy. know. I mean, I, I haven't been there personally, but yeah, like no one's wearing a mask or anything. Yeah, I thought I mean, was in um when I went when I was visiting my family. 
in uh, yeah in southern Washington. They just no one cared. They were just walking into the grocery store. I can't wait. No, no mask, nothing. I really want to see like the after action. Like like I want to see like after the the virus. Like I want to see the studies that say like this is what the curves really were. And this is how these things impacted. And I just want to see like the the science on what was really effective because I just want to know just out of curiosity. Because sometimes they say like you can spread it by sitting on a bench, and then later they would say you can't actually spread it by sitting on a bench. So like there's been so much yeah. like back and forth. I really just want to hear like the definitive. This is what actually happened. So then we know like what what was useful and what was just like you know not that useful. <laughs> yeah i feel like the mask thing is probably useful but i don't think that the way people are doing it is helpful i don't know no like, I, I think that it's a little bit more just to make people feel more safe yeah you know? i don't think it works if you try to shame people into wearing them either i feel like it just makes them not want to wear them you know <laughs> yeah like the the public shaming i feel like is the major feature of masks now not even the like protection or whatever yeah like i heard nose to nose transmission is the biggest uh progenitor or whatever of an outbreak so it's like it's nose to nose so in theory if you have a covering your nose is covered so you won't pass but i don't know if that's even like accurate anymore two weeks from now we'll find out it's like you know sexually transmitted disease or something this whole time (laughs) 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 that's why it spreads so fast for the old folks huh yeah, are not each other. You know that's what happens. It's <laughs> old folks' homes, dude. The are not is really just how many people you're slamming. Like <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That'd be really funny. Oh, <laughs> the be. whole time it was just an STD. <laughs> we just didn't expect it because those old folks. <laughs> I've gotten super into camping too. That's my other life update. Oh, oh I yeah, two, you... I have two life updates. So the the first one is I do this thing now. This is a pro tip for anyone listening who has a boring job. You, so Ooh. what you can do is you can open SoundCloud, find like the top fifty EDM, and play it really quietly at like twenty five percent volume. Uh, during your meetings and it's just fun it's crazy because like you're having a really boring meeting about like expenditures and then like you'll just have like dance music in the background everything is so much better like that so (laughs) and people like ask me questions like what do you think kevin and i'm like wait what (laughs) Uh (laughs) i just like just on autopilot just listening to like dance music during meetings that's the best way to work from home um but yeah, I'm super oh, yeah. into camping now too. That's my other thing. I got a tent from REI, um, not sponsored, but oops. Um, and uh, bought the camping chairs. I got a cooler. I got um, what's the other camping? I got sleeping bags. Um, I got nice. a light. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Apparently, that's all you need. Yeah. So. I, yeah, dude. It's legit all you need. Yeah. So yeah, and then I I, I well, went you have, to like, the a stove. Well, I have like a, a gas stove? burner. I have a gas burner. Is that a good gas stove? Uh, what do you, I don't know. What does it have? Like a. It stove takes like part? it takes like butane. You put like a canister of butane in it. Turn it on. It's like fire. It's like an open fire kind of a thing. Does that count as like a camping oh, yeah. stove? It should be. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's okay. Yeah, you it's should like, be able to use. It. You just get a pan over it. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. It's like a Bunsen. We use it for the. You cook over the fire too. 
it's pretty it's like a big bunsen burner that's how i feel like it's pretty big but Uh, i I think um i think like like we took the tent out to the beach the other day and we were there's a beach around here and we were like okay well let's just practice setting it up and like my dumb ass never set up a tent before dude like i never did camping or did you camp or something when you were a kid i feel like you went camping yeah dude oh you went camping for sure yeah we camped yeah we camped god though tents are so they're always so complicated man do you guys no matter how many times you set it up it's still fucking chore you had like a whole family tent or something like that you camp with like your whole family yeah we had like this like 10 man tent no way it's, it's like huge. a circus tent <laughs> it's so it's hard like to set up three ring circus <laughs> you have to have elephants like pull up the beams and it stuff it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> but it was like at dude, but at the end it was just like coming apart. Oh man. We me and my dad went camping with him one time and so we so we brought we yeah, it was just me and him and we brought a two man tent, but we forgot the poles. No. For some reason we also had the tin man tent. Why would yeah. you forget the poles? For some reason we also had the tin man tent. I don't know, dude. <laughs> well we I think we just grabbed the bag and thought it was everything would be in there, but oh it wasn't, God. I guess. So, but for some reason we had the ten man tent. Um, so we ended up setting that up, but it was like up by uh, we camped up by Mount Hood, and it was like September, and it was like snowy. So it, during the night it dropped down to like below freezing, and there Dang. was like gusts of like fifty miles an hour. <laughs> so the tent just kept collapsing on us, <laughs> and it was like snowing and cold. We we're just like fuck this, dude. And the next morning we we're just like all right. We were supposed to stay like the whole weekend, but the the first morning we'd like burned all the firewood the first night too. <laughs> so we're just like, all right, all right, that's it, we're done. Dude, you could have died, dude. That's crazy. That's a, that's a crazy. Oh, dude. I remember this. You know what? This, what? Oh no, no, go ahead. No, I just remember this this time. Me and my folks were like driving like down this place called Larch Mountain. It's like a little mountain in Oregon, and like we yeah. saw like this old guy walking with this kid and they both had like these walking staffs and they look like they're tired as shit but they were just like walking and they and they also look kind of like like forest people you know like like a like big beard even on the kid um, <laughs> so we were like that's kind of weird that they're all the way out here like like halfway up the mountain just walking on the road and then, like, later we got home, we turned on the news, and we saw the picture of them, and it was like, police are searching for these two people who went missing. <laughs> we're like, oh, no, oh. dude. We're like, oh, my God, we saw them walking up the mountain. Yeah. Dude, I'm surprised you didn't die at the camping on Hood in September, dude. I, I went to the mountains in, like, March, like, Rainier, and it was still snowing. It's just wild. Yeah. No, we kind of figured, we uh, we underestimated the weather, that's for sure. But. <laughs> I feel like if your tent collapses on, did you sleep at all? Or you just spent the whole night just like watching the tent? No, we were just like, well, we kept, tr- I mean, we'd try to sleep, but you know, you'd like fall, you'd kind of start dozing off and then the tent would fall in on you or like, it would like blow the door open because somehow like, uh, the door was broken too. So it just kept blowing like ice into the tent. <laughs> <laughs> don't understand. It was terrible, dude. It was awful. I'm I like, to... melted my gloves too, because my so my gloves got all soaked with water, so they were super cold in the morning. So I put them. So you put them by a the little fire. bit of firewood left. Yeah. Put them on top of the fire, and they like melted to the 
to the grill on the fire pit. I was like, damn it. You just threw your gloves on the fire and we're like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Damn, dude. I, I'm glad I never went camping with you guys. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, how come I never went camping? But I, I dude, the tent thing, though. Okay, tents. I, I'm learning about all this stuff. I, I got a great tent. It's so easy. It's like, it's, so the first time I set it up was a big fail, but then I figured it out. So like, you just poles. It's just two poles, freestanding. You put them down. You make an X. You slip them into the little feet. And then, like... My poles, they, like, have, like, you can, like, go like this and, like, pull them apart, kind of, and stack yeah. them. Yeah, so they have, like, ten like tendons, kind of. So, like, you can fold them and um, foldable poles. Maybe that's why I'm, I'm not a camping person, really, but I'm starting to be. So I had these foldable poles, and I kept trying to fold them when I set up the tent. So I made, like, a teepee. Like, I made, like, a hard angle at the top, and I tried to, like, <laughs> hook the tent to this, like, teepee. Like kind of like like I just I just bent the pole like like this like <laughs> like I made like a sharp angles and it didn't work it's like a pyramid and it looked really bad and then later I watched a video I was like oh you bend the pole in like a arch <laughs> the pole bent I thought it was straight so I like and I popped the joint at the top so I was like okay so I kept them straight I bent it and then I went like that and then you get the the nice little round dome and then I hooked it up yeah. and I was like shit this shit works dude and like we just chilled in the tent on the beach for a while and everyone was like these motherfuckers brought a tent to the beach what the hell (laughs) people around us were like so confused by our little and then also fires we started like doing fires a lot on the beach like we'll just grab like firewood from like qfc it costs like i don't know six or seven dollars and then like Go down to the beach, you have this bundle of firewood. I throw it in the brown paper bag, and I'm gonna teach everyone a little something about fire. You know, you get to the beach, um, you if someone if you see like an old fire pit, like someone already kind of dug a hole and has some logs, I'll just throw my logs on top of that because I don't want to do that. <laughs> but otherwise, you dig a little hole, you go in like a couple of inches, you find the wet sand, but don't dig into the wet sand, but just like base your fire on the wet sand because it's easier and it's supposed to be safer or whatever. And you make like a little like round thing and put little like edges kind of. You're supposed to put rocks and shit, but I don't want to do that. So I just put like a big like slope. Think of like a tiny little garbage dump. That's how I do it. You're looking at me like this yeah. is not how you do it, but that's okay. This is how I do it. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it inverted dome of sand and with the wet sand on the bottom and then okay so the first time i did this i did it all wrong so i just took like the big log and took the little uh cigarette lighter and was like <laughs> <laughs> trying to light it on fire with the cigarette lighter like well, how is it not working but then um it's like there's all these like people around us um like doing little fires uh sometimes we go out there and no one else has a fire as soon as we light a fire, we see everyone else start lighting their fires because they're just they're waiting. Like, oh, you can do that? You're not actually <laughs> supposed to, but like the beach we live at is so chill. They don't care if you do anything. You're not even yeah. supposed to be out there past like 1130, um, but they don't care. And like it, all this sort of restrictions, even coronavirus stuff, like they've just been like, whatever. Like you guys, <laughs> like people are pretty cool about it themselves, but I don't know. It's, it's just a really laid back place. Um, but good. anyways, if I did get coronavirus, it'd definitely be from that beach. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, I see all these people doing bitch fires though. So like, they throw all the logs there, they light up some paper, and then I just see them like pouring gasoline on their fire, 
And then, like, like pretty much, like, five minutes later, you see them, like, squirting more gasoline, and they just keep, like, squirting gasoline on their fire. It's pretty much just, yeah. like, a gas stove or something, like, because they just have to keep fueling it. But, yeah, so my producer actually figured out how to do a real fire, and I kind of um, I figured out for me. You tell me from your military experience if this is correct, but <laughs> first thing we do is we, we walk along the water line and you pick up all the little driftwood because it's small, really small. So grab all the little driftwood sticks and stuff because th- we learned it's really hard to light the big logs. So grab all the little yeah. sticks, driftwood, dried stuff. Sometimes we have like bird feathers. And like we we make a little pile of like garbage driftwood in our in our little hole, like a, like a pyre kind of. Um, yeah. So there's a little pyre and then we take the, I, when I buy the wood from the store, I have like it's a, the brown bag, so I rip up the brown bag. I put little slips of paper into the pyre, and then and I have no gasoline, so it has to work like this. Otherwise, no fire. So I put little slips yeah. of paper in there, and then I uh, and then we take the smallest logs in our like bundle, and we make like a log cabin, like a Jenga pile thing with the pyre in the center, and then we put some more paper on top, and then we light it, so we have the paper kind of burning. And then the trick that we learned is you just keep throwing paper onto it. So as long as you pull off like small like pieces of paper, maybe like this big piece of paper, you just pull off these little strips and you keep throwing them while it's burning. And then you wait, you throw more paper while it's burning, get bigger and bigger pieces of paper. And then it keeps burning. Eventually it lights the sticks and then eventually the sticks light the logs and then you start putting bigger logs. And it works every time! Yeah. Okay, tell me about this process. Oh, you just gotta you- start small. How do you do it? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of how I don't. That's kind of how I always did it. Like I don't know. It's one of the two. I did, a good thing to do is you can get like a hatchet. You can just chop up the uh, the big logs a little bit. Keep True. like some big ones, and then chop the other ones. Do like you know, kind of like increments. So you kind of yeah, you start out with the small and like the paper, and then chop like some like thin pieces from the big logs, and put those on, and then chop like some medium pieces. And then put the big log on top. So you kind of just like slowly build up. Do you have to do that when you're doing like the crucible? Do you have to like... <laughs> no. Do they give you tents or something? You don't get tents no. <laughs> firewood when you're doing the crucible? That's the... This is some Marines fires for people who don't I know. You don't fires in the military. Wait, you don't get to have campfires and spores in no. the military? I thought that's what Marines did. I thought that's why they called them Marines. is because they make, like, fires. They make make little campfires. And they have these, you know, freestanding tents. Do you have tents in the military? you got to have tents. Uh, Sometimes we would use tents. We would use tents in, like, cold weather or sometimes in, like, the jungle. No, we just freeze. (laughs) (laughs) We just... But yeah, we had like cold other tents that we would use when we did the mountain training. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Keep you very warm though. <laughs> why? Why no? Why no campfires? I thought that was like a survival skill. I feel like I should. Well, because it gives away your position, so it's like you know, it's. But it's warm one of the and big cozy. Things is that you're always got to be like careful about, yeah, not giving away your position. So you know, you're not supposed to like smoke. So obviously, like campfires have like smell, so you're not supposed to smoke either. True. That's another thing, and then like the that light part... too. <laughs> Did you ever sneak a <laughs> smoke when you're camping? Oh, all the time. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> you, well, we just go. You just kind of go off to like the corner, and especially like they were like super, super anal about it in uh, 
in the mountain training. So what we would do is we would just kind of like go to one of like the posts or something where we'd be like, oh, like I got to go, you know, like go to the bathroom or whatever. So you go off. And what we would do is we would just take uh, – because they would like look sometimes. Oh, They'd God. look and they could see the light, the, the, <laughs> the tip of your cigarette. Like in the – you know, they could see it in the light in the of dark. it in the darkness. Yeah. So what you do is you just go oh, oh, far <laughs> enough away they can't smell you. And I was a mortarman, and one of the ways we aim is we have these stakes that we stick in the ground, and that's how we aim. You just take one of the sticks with, or the stakes with you, because they're hollow inside, and you just hold it over the, <laughs> hold it over the cigarette <laughs> while you're smoking, <laughs> and it'll hide the, uh, it'll hide the cigarette, the, the light from the cigarette. I, so you just stand there with a with a stake, <laughs> just smoking the cigarette, and you just kind of crouch down. That's so ridiculous, dude. <laughs> I feel like I can picture you doing that just yeah. to get a cigarette. Like, just to be like, I gotta do it. So you just do it with the stand. <laughs> dude, we'd always do stuff like that. Or like, what was it? I was telling you about how we dig like the big old pits for the mortars. You you we learned just, like, how to hide the light of your cigarette in yeah. combat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, oh so gosh. when we would, um, when we would go out on like other, uh, other exercises during like, uh, normally. So, you know, I told you about how we, we dig these big old pits for our mortars and they'd be spaced out like a lot. Like each pit has to be like 35 meters from the other pit in case one of them blows up. <laughs> so, case one of what blows up? You mean like in case the mortar blows up inside the thing? Yeah, like the mortar, like the whole case, thing just blows up. In case something happens where the mortar blows up, does that happen a lot? <laughs> uh, not really, but just in case you don't want to like blow up the entire gun line. You know? <laughs> okay, <laughs> like if you got shelled or something, and then like it blew. Yeah, up. that's another thing okay. too. So if you're if you get shot by mortars or something, the about like the range of a mortar is about like thirty five meters. So doesn't sound uh, very big, actually. Wait, that's, that? That, that's the explosion or something. Yeah, that's like the shrapnel will spread that far. Oh, okay, so the idea crazy. is that <laughs> if you get if you're getting shot at by like enemy mortars or something, if it lands and it kills one gun team, it won't kill the other people either. You know, it won't kill both. It'll just kill one. Hmm. So you're. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, Fault but tolerance. yeah, we would just like. When we want to sneak a smoke there, we would just like hide in the uh, hide in the holes. In the holes, <laughs> and just like we just lay down and like smoke cigarettes. You would <laughs> you would lay down in the mortar pit and smoke cigarettes. Yeah, and you just have to make sure you you'd always make sure that you go to one of one of the ones on the ends because one they always put the people who were like they always put the people who weren't very like. <laughs> They always put the favorites uh, in the platoon, like in the middle guns, okay. and then the one the people they didn't like, they stick them out to the end guns. So you just go to one of the guns on the end, and those are the people that like, you know, they don't care about if you like smoke over in their mortar pit and stuff. Even wow. though you're not supposed to. So you just make friends with the gun team on the end, and you just kind of go over there. You're like, oh, I'm just gonna go check on something. <laughs> that you is so. Lay dumb. down and you just <laughs> smoke real quick. Oh my god! Literally, just because you can, like, it's... yeah, man. My gosh, that's priceless, dude. 
I'm surprised there's no campfires, though. I feel like you missed out. No campfires. Nope. Not allowed. <laughs> None of the military knows how to make fires. In the, <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> or roast s'mores. They don't know how to pick out the right brand of graham crackers for their s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> Some essential training. Yes. <laughs> well, I know how to deal with it now. So I haven't gone camping, actually. Now you're the expert. Huh? Now you're the expert in uh, no, I, and stuff. No, I've never gone camping, though. So I still, haven't, I still have to go for my first time. Apparently, it's really hard to book. Everyone's booking everything because of coronavirus or something. Because like, I looked last night and everything is like booked. And I'm trying to find like a park I can go to and camp. And like, I wish I could just free ball it and just go set up the tent wherever I want. I guess I could go camp downtown if I wanted to. <laughs> like, that's what people do in Seattle. <laughs> There's no fees. You just get to chill there. <laughs> I should do that. If I, if I, that would be like my YouTube channel. It'd be like working from home, but also sleeping in like an intersection somewhere downtown. <laughs> just like how to save money during coronavirus or whatever. <laughs> Just camped out next to like a closed Starbucks. That would be like my thing. <laughs> I wonder what would happen. I wonder if they'd move me. That'd be very, very interesting. Um, okay. Well, then, the all we have else going on in the news is uh, is the protesting. Yes, the protesting. Yes, which is chilled out a lot. Really calmed down a lot. I think. I think you were kind of right too when you were talking about like the uh, um, coronavirus, the quarantine and stuff. It was like people had a lot of pent up energy. Yeah. And I think it seems like they kind of burned a lot of it out. I mean, a lot of the violent, uh, you know, rioters and looters were like young white males anyway. Yeah. You know, it's almost like symbolic. uh, And they were, a lot of them were not even involved with. Um, actual protesting. It's like uh, I think it's kind of symbolic because in in Seattle they had their big protest, they had the riots and stuff on that like one or two nights, and then right after, like a couple days later, the governor says, "Okay, we're entering phase one point five. Businesses can open in Seattle." And I'm like, it's almost as if it's. Almost as if you could just say the protest was really just protesting stay at home. Because after the protest, what happened? The stay at home thing was like, okay, gotten rid of. And it's like, yeah. I'm not saying they weren't protesting it like directly, but it's almost like it was. Like the end result was all that stuff kind of got lifted and now stuff is open and I can get a haircut if I yeah. want to. So I'm like, no, I think a lot of it was like symbolic. people that were kind of, yeah, well, I feel like a lot of it was people that were kind of jumping on. they were jumping on it using it as a platform for their own things like you said the people who didn't like the quarantine who wanted to get out and stuff you know that's what that's the one thing i really wanted to talk about was now we have in seattle we have like pretty chill protests that i'm i'm fine with it i'm pretty down with the uh, protest is good whatever uh, as long as it's not hurting anyone that's the whole point right is you get to protest but then like a bunch of people have signs that say like defund police and fuck the cops and stuff and i'm like 
I try to figure out what that means like all weekend because I keep that's I don't even see like BLM signs anymore in Seattle. It's mostly just like defund police signs uh, just from the protests yesterday that are in northern Seattle. So I was like, why is everyone protesting police now in Seattle? What is yeah, this? well, there's there's a big movement right now to calling for the yeah for defunding police. Some are like some people are going as far as saying completely disband um, police departments. Um, some are saying you know <clears throat> just real reallocate some of the funding. Yeah, because they have tons of funding. Like they I have saw a lot of funding. I saw LAPD's budget was like a hundred and like fifty million dollars or something. <laughs> like the rest of the city, rest of the city was like double digits for everything. And so I was like, it's probably a pretty big yeah. police budget there, guys. <laughs> you know I mean, but, yeah, like, well, I think a lot of it too is just it's like it goes into just that whole thing of the police being so like militarized almost. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, that's what I'm trying to understand though. When I see like. When I see people with the signs that are all like defund police and they're protesting on like the overpass above the freeway, and I'm just thinking like, okay, we kind of went from Black Lives Matter to now we're just, just, just police, you know, a criticism of police, and but I'm like, can so- I wish that when they did the defund police, I feel like that's like a catchy saying, but they need to like have some bullet points on the cardboard below that <laughs> says like. We, we don't mean no police. We just mean less budget. Or or, or maybe we do mean all police, but we're going to have, uh, like, militias or something. Like, I just, it's like, this is what I'm saying. Like, it's for me, it's like it's turning into Occupy Wall Street. It's like we were mad about something that happened, and yeah. now we're just mad. And then, and what's funny is seeing as businesses open, like, the number of protesters has, like, cut to, like, I don't know a square root of a square root of whatever there was before it's like yeah, not nearly uh, as many it's, it's like once you open the barber shops people stop protesting it's just magical yeah. it's so strange but then like to see like the the defund police signs i just wish that like i wish it made sense what they were saying like if it if, if it's a realistic protest then like there's like a message or there's a plan i don't know you have like at points that's I don't know if I'm saying this correct. Like Barack Obama, did you read the thing he wrote? He wrote a really good post on Medium of all places, just talking about protesting and activism and like different things going on and like resources on how to you know uh, support like Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. And um, it was a great article. He had a lot of good information in there. And like some of the key points he talked about was like when you protest, you should focus on like things that can actually happen and like have like plants otherwise people will just give you a bunch of lip service and say yeah you know you're totally correct and blah 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 but if you don't give them a plan or like things they can do then they just kind of like do their old thing and then later be like yeah "Yeah, we support you here's some you know all those advertisements that say they care about these you know racial issues and then like but they don't actually care because there's no one's asking them to do anything specific so they'll just like make it's lip service that's what Barack obama called it he's like people will just give you lip service if you don't give them like things like things to meet so what do you yeah no i agree i think another person too that was uh that's been very vocal during this issue um alex jones uh, (laughs) i'm I'm sure he has i'm sure he has (laughs) I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Oh, man. I don't even want to think about the kind of fucking things he's saying. Oh, but man. anyway. 
But no, that's uh, that's been a similar thing. So Killer Mike, um, a rapper from uh, Run the Jewels, he uh, he's kind of had a similar. He's he's been saying a lot of similar things uh, to that. One of those things is he's like, we need to like organize, like come up with a plan. You know, like we need to have like an objective because one of the things that's hard yeah. is that. You know, you can argue for any good cause as much as you want. You can protest for any good cause as long as much as you want. But if you don't have, you know, clear, clear objectives, then, you know, what are you, what's your goal, you know? Because you can protest, you know, and say, defund the police and stuff and all this stuff, like you said. But if you don't have any actual objective, then anything that's done is just it doesn't, you know, you're never like, oh, we can stop protesting when, you know, a certain amount of the funds are reallocated towards, like, improving, you know, marginalized communities or something. Yeah. You know? Because if you don't have a clear goal, then it's, you're just going to lose steam because you don't have something, something to rally behind. Exactly. And no one's, yeah. and, no, and you're not really going to ever be able to spark real change because people, because if you don't know what you want, then the people that can change things, they won't won't know what you want, and so they won't know what to change. You know, it's yeah. What do you be specific? I think that's what Barack Obama says. You have to be be specific. Uh, focus on local government because they're the ones who are gonna like affect your day to day life. And then like, I think the other thing he said was like, if you if you want to like uh, if you want to if you're protesting like law enforcement. You need to kind of model what how you want things to be within your like so something like you can't break the law while you're protesting police like openly or stuff like that. Otherwise, it just kind of makes them in a position where they're gonna just do things that you don't like. So it's I forget how he said it though. He said it very eloquently. It was like um, yeah, if you're if you're if you're protesting law enforcement, model a society that has sort of you know. You internally okay, kind of yeah. police yourself. Well, kind of, yeah. One of those things where don't don't do things that sh- don't. If you're protesting the police, don't do things that show that the police are necessary to stop you from doing whatever you're doing. Yes, you know, pretty much. I'm googling it now because he, he had such a, he had a lot of really great quotes in there, and I kind of want to. It's called "How to Make This Moment a Turning Point for Real Change," and I had it like open in a tab. Um, but the couple, okay. It, so all the things in italics in it I love, but he said, uh, if we want our criminal justice system and American society at large to operate on a higher ethical code, we have to model that code ourselves. And then another thing he said was, um, aspirations have to be translated into specific laws and practices. And then one more he said was, um, elected officials who matter most in reforming police departments and criminal justice criminal justice systems work at state and local levels so you have to care about your local politics um which i think people don't even pay attention oh and then i like the last one was the more specific we make our demands for criminal justice and police reform the harder the harder it will be for elected officials just to offer lip service um and then fall back into business when it goes away. So all of those points, I like. I remember reading that and being like, "Damn!" Like <laughs> that's like the perfect response that you would have been like, oh, "I wish the president would say something like that." That's exactly yeah. what you would expect a president to say. It's like a perfect response. Like I don't. I feel it doesn't matter like left or right or whatever. Like 
anyone could read that and be like, this makes so much sense. You know, you know, it's it's firm enough on the writing and stuff that you understand that, that that's not what that's not going to be effective. But then it, it really focuses on the protesting and then how to make it matter instead of just like, you know, waving signs and hashtags and stuff. So I don't know. I really like yeah. that. And, and so the defund police thing, though, like <laughs> when I started seeing those signs at first, I was like, oh, I feel like this is just kind of subverting from blm to just some other thing that people understand but now i'm thinking maybe there's something here i just wish i wish someone would explain it or say something more you know so far the best argument i've heard for defund police has been um there was a person who said like you know minority communities to just have uh Everyone should just buy a gun in the minority community and they should just police themselves, you know. And this is a black guy, I think, who said this. So he was like, if we all just bought guns and had our own little neighborhood watches and then we could control our community without police. And I was like, OK, <laughs> like that sounds extremely pro Second Amendment. But that, that I mean, if that's what defund police to me now just sounds like like a guns rights thing almost (laughs) isn't that the direction you'd be going like if you just didn't have police or whatever you would just just buy a gun and take care of your your own the wild west yeah it would just be the wild west isn't that what we're are we calling you out (laughs) i'm not gonna i (laughs) don't you out like your gloves i'm i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna like uh attack it i'm like if that's the way things go i guess let's go by a six hour like that's yeah <laughs> is that the idea or is it like okay um what you said makes more sense where you say well police get a ton of funding maybe try to give them less funding so they aren't like a small army and make yeah like, spend well, more money I mean, on the police i mean what big thing is it's like the police spend so much they spend a lot of money on you know, equipment and gear. Yes. It's very militaristic. They spend a lot of money on training that is also like that. And I'm not saying that there's never going to be, you know, a time that I'm not saying that, you know, there should be no one that's trained in how to deal with say like an active shooter or something like that, you know, because that happens and we need people that are able to respond to that. And it's important, but I don't think that we need people they're just riding around, you know, in these expensive vehicles with all this, you know, with like bulletproof vests and assault rifles and stuff. It doesn't make sense, you know. I mean, why why does every police cruiser need a, an assault rifle? True. Yeah. You know, I was wondering have, why they all have guns. Like, why do they? Well, yeah. Why does every police cruiser need an assault rifle? I, you know. I feel like this is. So you should be the spokesman for defund police because that things like that make when I hear it, I just think, okay, we gotta go get six shooters and like pony up. Like yeah. that's that must be the goal. Which sounds fine if I guess everyone's suddenly like pro gun or whatever. But like if you say like no no no. If instead you just do some top down uh metrics on how often do things that the police departments get utilized how much do they cost and then and then try to minimize those yeah. costs maybe well, maybe think, yeah. sell some of those ars back to the cartel and then like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> i mean i think it's just something that what, what, what really needs to happen is people just we need to look we need to take a look at the police department and what their purpose is we need to define a clear we need to define a clear purpose for the police you know, def- and figure out, all right, what what is essential, you know, what is essential for the police to do that job that we've defined, you know, 
And then if, if we don't have, if, if there's something that they have that's just non-essential, why, you know, why is that being funded? You know, so yeah. just, I think what needs to happen is they just look, decide what, come up with specific goals for what the police department should be achieving and then fund those, fund any means to those goals. But if it's not within the scope of what their purpose is, then we don't need it. You know? Yeah. So it's like, this really goes back to like local government. It's like having like, you know, a mayor and like a police commissioner or whatever that are like worth a damn. And like, I don't know, maybe people have to have more like information in front of them on like how police are doing, like metrics or whatever. I remember like when I was in college, like I would see like police like harassing people for like having this like i've never seen a guy who had like a six-pack on a skateboard and he was just walking it to like a frat house and the police like stopped him and they were like well one of those beers are open there gotta write you up and i was like and there's like two people like you know like writing them up for like pushing like a six-pack with an open beer on the on like the top like over to i was like come on and then i remember like a year later there's like a drive-by shooting and some girl got shot outside a sorority and like the police like just posted like um, we're looking for the active shooter. We'll we'll try to find them. They 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 went that way, so we're looking. And I'm like they're never gonna find them. Like no. And that happened like a bunch of times too. There were like a couple of drive-bys in my last year of college, and like the police like almost did fuck all about it. Like they would know what the yeah. car looked like. They know how many people are in the car. They like they drove off towards sandpoint and like hey there's nothing at sandpoint but a lake so like but they just yeah. wouldn't find them and it's like I, that that kind of stuff is where like i'm totally for the hey let's have more you know police should be taking care of stuff like that and not harassing people for yeah. like, having beers but yeah I feel like, like there's a really well, great america think- argument for for defund police but i just don't think their marketing department is selling it correctly you know (laughs) (laughs) i think you gotta get all those america bros and then also get the left wing you know social justice bros to come together this is a great chance to bring everyone together and be like (laughs) yeah yeah well i think too another thing is that you make a really good point too where i think (laughs) the cops are so hung up on these low level infractions yeah you know why 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 you know it's like i don't know it just seems ridiculous that there's all these all these low level infractions like that you know you should focus on maybe maybe it should be something where they just don't worry about the low level infractions or something you know i don't know yeah. something, there's got to be there's got to be change there because the other thing about it too is that a lot of these a lot of these cases of police brutality uh where you know, like George Floyd, he was paying for something with a counterfeit bill. It's like um, a twenty-five counterfeit. No, that wouldn't make sense. Probably twenty-dollar counterfeit. Yeah, it was like, like a counterfeit twenty dollars. Actually, I think like I read somewhere the- it was counterfeit twenty-five dollars, and I was like, yeah, because it was a twenty-five dollar bill. <laughs> 20, yeah, <laughs> that was a typo. But it's these though. small things, you know. And it's who was it? Was it a? Uh, was it <sighs> Michael Brown? Was it? Oh, it was the one that's like stole like a Swisher or something. Yeah, Swisher. And he got shot in yeah. the back. You know, I mean, it's like these things where it's just these stupid low level infractions that shouldn't be such a big deal or turning into these cases of the police murdering people. You know, so I think that I think, yeah, I think, you know, they either should stop worrying about these minor infractions 
or they should adjust the police department so that they're less militaristic. Have people have maybe like unarmed officers that aren't dressed up in, you know, bulletproof vests and things and riding around and dodge chargers. Like, yeah. what is this need for speed? <laughs> is that what this is? Like, why the hell do they need a dodge charger for? <laughs> and like they don't need that you know have people that are just they're less they're t- toned down i think they can I, deal with like the low level infractions your, and you can still have like the swat team that takes care of the active shooters and stuff but why okay. do you just need people rolling around with as guns your, and as your chief marketing officer i'm gonna brand this for you all right are you ready this is what it's called all right. <laughs> The Prius police. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it, dude. They'll drive Priuses, but like pre-owned ones. And then <laughs> they'll have like, maybe not a taser, but something like less than a taser. Like, like a baton, maybe. Huh? Sure. Maybe like a baton or something. Whatever. No, no, I don't no, know. no, no. Maybe not much. a baton. They'll, they'll have like a blow-up baton, but they'll have like mace or something. Like a baton that looks real. Water <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Rubber baton. <laughs> or like a plastic baton. But, but yeah. That would help I with mean, funding too because you I just can, get those from the Dollar Tree. I just get those from the Dollar Tree priest police. The priest is just like an Uber that they pay for. <laughs> <laughs> they get out the car just drives away and they're like oh shit <laughs> no but i could get with it i feel like it makes sense it's like a tiered and i'm always arguing for stuff like this it's like a tiered response you don't yeah. show up with you don't escalate so you know and you have to be able to know like when do you send the badass mfs with the ar-15s or when do you just send like you know, the Prius with like the social worker inside or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the social worker probably would get more done than the guy with the, you know, assault rifle. Yeah. That's probably. Well, and a big the- thing is that I think there's a big culture, you know, in the police system where, you know, you, it becomes like uh, just like a you versus them kind of thing. Yeah. The cops are out there and it's like it's us versus those guys you know we gotta get out there and we gotta get them and it's like no like for the most part it's just you guys trying to work together to take care of like an issue or whatever if they have made an infraction or whatever sure work together to to right what's wronged but you don't need to go waving your gun around people and stuff yeah i don't know i remember watching cops like when i was a kid and like some stuff that i feel like police do is it's pretty far out there and you have to think like I get the tiered response. That would make sense. Like, if you could have, like, a, a level of police that's, like, <laughs> they don't do things that are... They aren't chasing people through backyards or, like, you know, trying to stop someone who's on, like, a drug-induced rage or something. Yeah. But they deal with, like, the, the smaller stuff where you maybe don't need a cop. Like, a guy shouting at a Starbucks or something. Like Yeah. Well, know. it's like, I remember, too, when I got... So, when I got arrested... Obviously, you know, like, whatever, it was, it was uh, not a big deal. Basically, long story short, I, like, fell off on my skateboard in front of, in, like, an intersection at one point, but uh, when I was, like, 16 or something, and uh, I got arrested for it. But the cop that arrested me was actually, he was, uh, he was a canine cop, and he was just driving around. Put the dog on you. I'm like, why, I'm like, why are you just driving around yeah. in Vancouver, Washington with a police dog. You know, why do you That's need true. that? That's you know, like, Colin, if, if there's, like, a missing person 
or there's like someone on the loose calling a police dog. That's great. Call them in to do their job. But why do you need a police dog when you're pulling over, you know, a 16 year old who fell off their skateboard? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like why, dude? And then the other thing about that too is that like when, so he had just like a regular police cruiser. So his dog's in the back. So he couldn't take me uh, downtown in his car. So he called up to get someone to come and get me. And I'm talk- I'm not, I'm not kidding. There were literally like, 10 cop cars there that showed up yeah for one 16 year old kid like you know whatever and obviously i'm not trying to say that i was like some kind of like victim or whatever you know what i mean like whatever i i got arrested i'm just saying that the police response is just so excessive sometimes you know obviously i i wasn't like you know abused or killed or anything so i definitely said you know Hey, I, I, I was okay. My charges were dropped and everything. You know, it's like I was okay in the end. But, they, but why they, do they need to? They why do they need the to have that kind of? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really fought it for like, like a, a whole month. year. Yeah, like a year, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was just like why you know why do they need to respond with such force to something so minor? Yeah, I get you know? that. I get that. I feel like I feel like we should now be in charge of defund the police because we have. I'm the marketing. I can market this. I have so many ideas and you can be like the operating officer. You've got the, okay. The, it sounds like we're saying there needs to be like a, a pre guys with guns police department that yeah. they they'd probably have to be able to hold their own in case something does turn violent, but they're yeah, mainly sure. just there to talk people down. They don't have guns. That's probably the biggest differentiator. Um, but of course, if there's a call and there's a gun or something, you can't send those guys. So they only go to like lightweight stuff and then like, and, uh, and they can drive around and look for stuff to get involved in, but they don't try to light people up and arrest them. They just try to like keep things going, you know, keep the peace, you know, someone steals a swisher. They're like, okay, how much did that cost? That was a dollar 29. Let me just pay you. (laughs) I've got like a, I've got like a take a penny, give a penny type of system going on. (laughs) Like when you see it, like seven 11, the little things when you could just like toss a penny in there. And if you're short, you can grab a penny out of it. Yeah, they've just got this sort of thing going on, and then and maybe think I'm for that. I think maybe the system where we have like police guys and fire department, and then the hospital. Those are kind of like the pillars of like I don't know. If you think about society, those are like the little I beams. Like we're kind of all just based on that. If you knock out one of those, you just, you, there's no defense or whatever. Like uh, if yeah. there's a fire, you got to have the fire department. If there's yeah. A, well, and I don't think that there's like I don't erectile I don't dysfunction. Think... You've got to have the hospital. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that there's a there's you know I don't think that it needs to be a good idea to just get rid of the police department entirely, but a restructuring is certainly due. Yeah. Cause erectile dysfunction, you got to have the police department. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Didn't land at all. Um, all right. Let's just say that the, 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 the put a fourth thing in there, put a fourth one in there. All right. Just be like the, the, I, I did see some cool stuff. I saw someone was, um, they were they were saying like uh, you could have uh, for certain issues like homelessness, so you could send like a social worker out. Uh, homeless people don't yeah. kill people very much. Um, I don't think homeless people kill people almost at all. Um, but you could send like a social worker or like someone with like a mental health 
LMHC or whatever, licensed mental health counselor person. You could just send someone out there to like talk to them, and just pay them, you know, to just talk to people and probably yeah. have better results than like. <laughs> and then you yeah. can still call the police if you need to. It's not like anyone's saying like we just don't use police. It's like you just say like send someone first to like triage and then figure out yeah. what to do. You, know? you don't need to just come out the gate, you know, fully torqued. Well, okay, the problem we have to solve now with this plan, because I like this plan, but the problem we have to solve, what do we do when, like, there's a situation that's going to escalate the wrong way, and then, uh, you know, but but we don't know it ahead of time. How do we solve that problem? That's our problem. What do you mean? So, like, like, you ever see those videos where it's, like, there's, like, police shooting, like, body cam and stuff where like an officer arrives to a scene because there's a guy making a stink at a parking lot somewhere and then the guy pulls out a knife and starts running at him so like oh, I've yeah. seen stuff like that I, I watch those body cam footage on YouTube <laughs> they're really dark but like I how do we handle that. stuff like that I don't I honestly don't know exactly I mean it's hard I mean, maybe you give the you know the neighborhood watch guys, you know, like tasers or something or something, something to defend themselves. I wouldn't necessarily say send them with nothing. Yeah, you know, that's true. But like you could send them with like some tasers. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part. I feel like the part of the thing with the police is they, they militarize them for like a worst case and then they treat everything like yeah. it's a worst case. And that's supposed exactly. to be, that's kind of like in software, it's similar. So software is like you design every time you design like a algorithm or you design um, like a cell system, you always think about the worst case. What happens yep. when this is broken or I have this much input and then like, and I design it to handle the worst case. So then if it happens, it's fine. And then for the other 99% of cases it's also fine I feel like police have the same thing where it's like just treat everything like it's a worst case and then when there is a worst case you have a better recovery can we sacrifice a little bit and say well our worst cases will just be worse because we won't have someone there in time but the other things that are like low level that don't need the response will be better or here's a good point okay here's how you should do this I'm your marketing guy all right Okay, um, okay. here's how you say it. you say well because we have so much officers freed up from small things like drug possession or or homeless people you know defecating we can have more police ready to respond to situation um that it might escalate or you could say send a police officer with the prius police send them both in there but don't engage the police officer until the the prius police you know it's like a backup something like that here's your options well you you could even do something where they maybe they even like you know if they feel like it's a situation say it's like you know they're like all right the situation is calm but it could escalate we're not sure they send in the social worker but maybe they have like yeah they have like a police cruiser with like you know like the big boy cop kind of hanging back a little bit or something ready to come in in case something yeah. goes to shit but not just like there in an oppressive way yeah know? just have the the backup there and then have someone there to de-escalate and then you know start with the de-escalation and then you can fall back i don't know if this gets less expensive or more expensive but you can try to stagger it yeah. a little bit you can save some money yeah, on the dutch chargers well i mean realistically from for a lot of calls you end up getting multiple cars on it anyway yeah true you know i, I do think it is yeah that's true i think yeah so that, i feel like that's really the issue i feel like that's what police are gonna say if you're like oh you guys militaries or whatever they'll just say like 
hey, look at this body cam footage of this person getting shot. Like, how are you going to do that without police? And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. And like, I remember I watched this, this one body cam video I watched of like these people like showed up to like a, this person's house because they were a hoarder. And then they were like trying to do like a welfare check to make sure they were okay because their family called to say like, hey, can you check on this person? And the mm-hmm. person was like very mentally ill and um, was just kind of like, you know, like, they were okay, but the police were like, hey, actually, they had like a social worker with them, I think, who was like, okay, we have to take you to the hospital to check to make sure that you're fine. Um, and the person didn't want to go to the hospital because they know it's kind of like a, they're probably going to just keep them there or something. So then the person didn't want to leave their home. And then they pull out like a gun out of their bag. And then the police like ran outside, pull out all their rifles. And he had like three people with rifles pointing the door. And this person's like a 50-year-old woman. Um, yeah. and they were just pointing all their guns at the door and they tried to talk her down but unfortunately she came out and pointed the gun at them and then she got shot but the gun wasn't a real gun either so like the situation like that where you're like okay there's a lot of shit going on there yeah. <laughs> there's just a lot of shit going on with those sorts of things yeah. where it's like yeah. yeah so I don't know I guess it's good to have conversations about those things. I don't think defund police is the right way to start that conversation, though. I think that's just like... No. You're just going to distract, like, 50% of people from what you're actually trying to get to, you know? It's also very, like... It's very, like... You know, because then you'll get the people that are just going to jump on board and be like, yeah, defund the police. We don't need them. But then you'll also get the people who are, like, you know, like, pro-police or whatever... And they and they do not. And then once you say defund the police, they're just not going to listen to you. Yeah, some people you are going to hear defund police, and I think you mean like just abolish law and order. And it's like okay, or I see yeah. it. And my first thought is, I guess it's wild, wild west or something. But like that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is a bunch of like kind of like I don't want to be rude, but they look like a bunch of hippies with their signs. And I'm like, why are they like so like pro Second Amendment out here? <laughs> like, these are the weirdest looking gun supporters I've ever seen. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why. Yeah, you know, I would have expected them to be wearing like tie dyed, you know, American flag shirts or whatever. Uh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I would expect them to be like, you know, those those hard right type of people with the, the beer belly, that sort of thing. Like, yeah. They'd be like defund police, so we can just walk around with our guns and be police for ourselves and LARP as as officers, <laughs> like you know. It's really just a I bunch of like security guard, like mall cops. <laughs> Look, that's my first thought. Though, is... they're like, oh, screw that! They rejected me. We don't need them. <laughs> that's my first thought. I'm basically a cop. <laughs> that's where I expect it to come from. Is like like right-wing isolationist people who think they're just gonna live on like a on their compound and just like have guns and stuff I was like okay like or or option two is like just have private companies pay for their own security or something and it's like i don't understand that or our communities yeah. have their own neighborhood watch that's armed like, but um i like our approach with the prius uh prius yeah. patrol and that's something that has been suggested i think is you know I, not necessary. I don't know like what exactly all has been put forth because, like I said, it's it's not it, there's no really clear objective with any of this movement or anything. But some ideas that have been yeah. put forth have suggested things like that. You know, like yeah, social workers, things like that. Yeah, have a line of defense. Tiered that system. Does, yes, a line of defense that doesn't need to. But I think the hardest part is just trying to figure out that worst case thing. Yeah, you'd have to roll out a system like this in like just like one precinct, 
and then see what the results are. And then if one of these social workers gets killed or something because they showed up to the wrong scene, you know, then you have to figure out how to like, how do you tune it and not go back to just like, you know, show up with guns. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a tough situation. I think we have a good plan. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, I have some cardboard. I have some Amazon boxes. I'm going to take that apart. I'll write. Um, <laughs> I, uh, right, a 45-day, 45-step plan. Yes. I will say I have a 45-day, 45-step plan. And then on the bottom, <laughs> I'll, but in big letters, because you have to have something they can see from the freeway, okay? Yeah. Uh, it'll say, like, uh, police should drive Priuses. Boom. That's the whole yeah. idea in a tweet. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I agree. You and know what? From I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to send that out. Yes. I don't know. So my one issue with that Police. is I, I don't know how Prius is plural. I, I don't know how you would spell that. But uh, cops should drive Priuses. It seems <laughs> at first people might be like, hey, are you trying to make fun of the protest? Because you're saying like, like, but I'll be like, no, look, I'm I'm saying they should be environmentally sensitive and they should have. Well, ha- so I have to get the other idea in there, too, where it's like police um, should some police see this hard. OK, scientists say defund police are way more trendy than like saying like. Some police should have be unarmed and drive Priuses. Like, how do you make that something? <laughs> People will see that and be like, "What the fuck is he it's talking about?" It's like one about? of those like really friendly protests. It's like, they'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, "What? What the heck?" Uh, but it's a good plan. Look, I'm following Obama's five point article. I'm being specific. Uh, I'm modeling yes. what it should look like so people know what they should be doing, and I'm uh, and I'm focusing on my local government and all the things that he talks about. Uh, that's what you come to. You don't come to some bullshit argument like defund police, which is just gonna obfuscate and confuse people and divide. But you come to something that's like, look, here's a plan, and then and people can rally around it. It just doesn't trend it so easily. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the thing is it's, it's really hard to trend stuff like that. But these protesters are just celebrating trendy stuff that has no power. It has no impact. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. You know, they don't even agree on what they're protesting about. They just agree on the slogan, and then they interpret it differently. Uh, that's what's yeah. stupid. That's why I don't jump on stuff like this hashtag, like the, there's the blackout thing. Oh shit, you know what I was going to do? This would be really terrible, but I was going to post a black square on Instagram on Thursday because I would be like, throwback Thursday. Because <laughs> on Tuesday, everyone posted a black square on their Instagram. And they were like, blackout Tuesday. And I was like, supposed to be for Black Lives Matter. And then I was just going to be like, throwback Thursday on it would make no sense. <laughs> uh, I could do it in a couple um, weeks. It would still be funny. But I mean, like, I don't jump on stuff like that, like the keyboard activism stuff, because I, well, I saw people yeah. complain about it either way. Some people would say, like, hey, like, just posting a black square and not really talking about <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Just posting a black square does literally nothing. It's kind of just posting a black square, you know? Yeah. It's like... I don't know. You it gets a message for like a and day, but well, and the thing is that the thing about that though, my issue with that is that you're not sending a message. You yeah. know, like what what are you sending? You're not sending yeah. a message at yeah. all. 
So that's, it's I like, s- yeah. So th- I saw two things. So I saw like some activists on Twitter were like, um, "Don't put." And I just saw this in the trending section or whatever. They were like, "Don't stop posting these black squares because you just it's just the same thing as like when people say like, oh, white silence.' They're like, this is just white silence. Like it's literally just I'm just gonna yeah. say nothing.' And then I saw a lot of like yeah. the like a lot of black people on Twitter were like posting like like. Especially like like famous like like I saw like football or like um, Damon who's like that shark guy, like they were they were posting like pictures from like protests or like pictures with like statistics and information on them, and so actually on Tuesday the only people with like information were like black people in my Twitter feed, and then the rest of it was just like nothing, and I was like I don't know maybe we could have like said stuff instead of just nothing (laughs) maybe saying nothing wasn't the right move yeah well and i think like the idea was that it's like oh you know you just like you know i think that the better idea would have been like hey if you're not gonna like post about you know blm and stuff just don't post that day because the idea was to get more information out so you could focus on information about the protest, but what ended up happening was everyone, yeah, just jumped on this trend of posting a black <laughs> square. So then the trend was just squares. a fucking black square. Yeah, the black square it's became like, the trend. You're not yeah. saying anything here. You're and not then, sending a message. I also know? saw people commenting. So like I saw like Paris Hilton's Instagram. She posted a black square and she said hashtag Black Lives Matter. And then a bunch of people commented saying like, don't use the Black Lives Matter hashtag because then Black Lives Matter is just going to be a bunch of black squares. And then exactly. she had to like edit her comment to take out that and then put in the other hashtag for it. And I was like, yeah. I don't know. Shit like that, that like, I just don't get into it. You know, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, and defund police. I don't get into it. You, you don't have like a message. You just have like a slogan. There's like a difference. You got to have like a message. You have to have a plan. You have to have some kind of cohesion with the people around you. You can't be like protesting multiple things at the same time have a real organized you know front and then do it and so that's why if i go protest i'm just gonna be like prius police all the way like (laughs) i could do that i could go have that sign you know it would just take like a couple hours to explain it to like literally everyone who's like what the fuck (laughs) you got a 45 day 45 step plan (laughs) yes Except I think is a Prius more money than a Charger because that's I don't know Prius I'm not I'm not saying that like they'll save money on the fuel they'll save money yeah. on the fuel. <laughs> what I'm not saying like model three get rid of the Chargers and buy Priuses I'm just saying <laughs> if the cops have Pre-owned. a working Pre-owned. fleet of vehicles why are yes. you buying them all a bunch of fucking Mustangs and Chargers <laughs> true <laughs> uh, well I think we should stick to the Priuses because it's an alliteration I think good. yes no Prius I think control. that it's it's a good rallying call. Which Prius is Patrol. Much better <laughs> than some cops <laughs> should be social workers that drive Priuses and not have guns. Yeah. Take a whole bunch of these um, like protester people, put them in Priuses. They aren't allowed to use any sort of violence and they can just go and deal with all of these issues that, you know, they have issues. Go and just jump in a Prius and go and, you know, figure it out. In the, I don't know how I would say it. like if the point is like use empathy instead of bullets then get people who have the empathy like send them out there to try to you know work on the problems and then you know instead of saying like oh, it's just the police's problem but also don't let them do anything and it's like okay well get people in there who want to deal with this the way that you want to deal with it and then 
I'll put them out there. <laughs> but but definitely have someone with a shotgun somewhere in a bush in case it's one of these body cam situations. <laughs> you know, I saw a lot of those. Like, I've seen a lot of those body cams. There's a channel on YouTube that uploads them, which probably should be banned. But yeah. I've seen so many of these, like, body cam things that I'm like, I kind of understand there's situations where you don't want to be the motherfucker who doesn't have a gun. Like, yeah, you're going to get murked. Like, I've seen a lot of people getting murked on these funny cams. That, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah. Half the time, it's not the, you know, the other guy. So what we'll to see. That's the one. That's the one thing. It's like deal with the situation with empathy, have the tiered response. But you've got to have some kind of... Uh, some kind of there's the, the the one problem there is how do you figure out that one percent of crime that's just going to be really ugly? Yeah, especially the ones that just it tends to be like a suicide almost. Like a cop will just pull someone over for like speeding, and then the guy will just pull out a shotgun and like blow him away. And you're like, I don't know, like you don't see that coming, you know? No, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. I remember watching one. So they had one of those I watched, and that that was like a true story. And the guy pulled out a shotgun and like blew at the cop. I think he might have hit him, but the cop like took cover after he got hit. And then somehow like his partner like shot the guy like on the other side of the car or something. But it was like fucking insane to watch that on YouTube. That's why I don't understand how that even gets on YouTube. Because yeah. I'm like, this is a little too real, you know? <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Stuff like that is that's what I think about. It's the one percent of crime that's like just someone pulls a gun out of nowhere. Usually I think they just want to commit suicide or something, but uh you get those situations. Yeah. Okay, well I think that I think we figured out. I think we solved I think we branded defund police into a a, a more okay, well, we branded defund police into a less marketable but more scalable strategy. We have a business plan yes. for defund police with five points that's going to be very successful and can be trialed in limited areas. It could be customized. It's not too stringent. You know, it can be fit into any community. It just doesn't have any sort of slogan that sounds good or trendy. Prius police. Prius police. <laughs> Okay, why are you throwing West Side? Uh, Prius police. <laughs> Prius gang. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll figure we out a better. This. Yeah, we'll figure out a better marketing slogan. We gotta go one. run this now. We gotta make it. If I have time, if I hear any protests around here that are nearby enough that I could just run down there, I'll go do that. I'll make like a cardboard that just says Prius Police on it, and <laughs> I don't think people will take it very well. Though I'll probably get run off the reservation for that. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe when I go to protest, I'll bring a police should drive Priuses sign. Is that is that the slogan? I mean, okay, police should drive Priuses. <laughs> that's not the slogan necessarily but it's we gotta add something in there um like like uh and then i'll have like i'll have like the sign and then if people like ask me about it i'll just like lift my hands and i'll have a little like you know like scroll that rolls out <laughs> that's all my bullet points <laughs> a scroll. <laughs> and then just comes down and it has all the bullet points oh about my, my 45 day 45 step plan 
damn this is look this is obama would approve this is <laughs> that's that's real change that's a moment for real change right there <laughs> well i i have some more details to figure out on that i i think we could make this happen we can make a, a trend out of this it'd be we need we just need a cool name like you know like like the peace corps but like but for like i don't know social workers and priuses <laughs> like yeah 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 something like that uh community well, i don't know well, well we'll think about it. maybe the listeners will think of something <laughs> give a give a good um brand name for uh for a team of unarmed uh community people who enforce yes. laws at low levels don't really enforce <laughs> laws just encourage good behavior <laughs> <laughs> we'll go out giving out like prizes for people that are being good citizens it's the karen command <laughs> <laughs> i said it <laughs> <laughs> okay uh catch up on the discord and um in the what else the, the reddit that that we don't have yet the reddit yes yeah. um if you would be interested in being a, re- a mod for our reddit let us know if you would you like to make, volunteer, you can for make the one command. and make yourself a mod. <laughs> yes. And then let us know where it's at. And if you'd like to volunteer for the Karen Command or the Prius Patrol, let us know. We will. <laughs> we're we're going to organize this from the top down. <laughs> It'd be like Batman and Robin, vigilantes. Yeah. Basically, just go around the city with three ring binders and like stuff. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, and maybe we'll make a Discord. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. If if you want to be a mod on the Discord, make a Discord server, <laughs> mod yourself, and send it to us. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Okay. Signing up.